on Bulls fans. It's been a minute since we had a live stream. It's a kind of unofficial start to the season once we have uh, Bulls Media Day. So we're going to break down, go over the takeaways and everything to come out of Chicago Bulls Media Day. But before we do that, you already know what we got to do. We got to play that intro, though. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. Bulls fans, what's going on? Listen, I'm happy for the season to be started once again. For those that don't know, if this is your first time here for Chicago Bulls Central live stream, I'm Hayes. My name is Hayes, a.k.a. you guys can follow me at CEO Hayes. But more importantly, you can follow the podcast and channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform that we have. This is always an exciting time period for, I think, Bulls fans because Media Day is basically the unofficial start of the NBA season uh, for their respective teams. Most teams have all their Media Days here on today. There's been a number of them. And so we're going to break down. Uh, Steve-O should be joining me uh, as well at some point. We'll see if he can get in here um, to talk about the Bulls Media Day to give his thoughts. But we had AK and Billy Donovan out there who always lead off Media Day. We had Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball, surprisingly enough, uh, Nikola Vucevic, and Javon Carter and Kobe White as well out there today on Media Day. And one of the first things, the takeaway from AK and Billy Donovan in this was that you know, changing the shot profile, which is something that they closed the season talking about, but also the importance of playing faster. We had both AK and Billy Donovan um, in today's uh, media day talk about the importance of playing uh, faster, but to create more opportunities. Now, Billy, Billy Donovan did specifically say not just to play fast, just to play fast, right? Talked about how creating more opportunities with more space, getting more offensive rebounds, right? Uh, but, you know, moving the ball more intently, right? And so, you know, he even talked about the thing, and this is one of the best quotes that I got from Billy Donovan out of this, is saying that the, the core three, Nikola Vucevic, DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, that it's important for those guys to understand how to make the role players on the team play better. And that was important for me. Billy Donovan is a guy who relies heavily on his star-level players on his team. He relies very heavily on them. He allows them to do most of the things, but it really did seem like in this press conference uh, that Billy Donovan realizes the importance of getting the other players involved in the game. And one of the things that, st that stood out to me so much last season that I complained a lot with this Chicago Bulls team was the fact that they did not get offensive rebounds consistently. It, there were reasons to that, but Billy Donovan with having the better one-on-one -on -one defenders uh, uh, this season, adding Torrey Craig, adding Javon Carter, did talk about the importance in attacking the rim, in getting offensive rebounds, in being in position to get offensive rebounds and how that can help the offense too overall. So these are all things, again, right now it's easy to say the right things, but I'm glad they're at least saying it. There's something with Billy Don there were some flaws in Billy Donovan's system that it seems like at least in this press conference through word of mouth right now that he realizes that this team needs to fix and it's going to help them really take things to the next level. We got Steve-O in the building. What's going on, Steve-O? Yeah, it was good, man. Your media day, huh? Sounds coming through your camera again, bro, not your mic. Bro. <laughs> Don't worry about it, man. It's um, crazy because I just changed my camera stuff. That's why. Ah, uh, that's why that makes sense then. Um, but you know, so it, it, it again, media day is one of those things that you hear a lot of lip service. You got to actually see how it's going to play off when when basketball is actually on. You good, Steve? -O? Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, so we're, right now we're talking about AK and Billy Donovan's part of the press conference. I was talking about you know uh, Billy Donovan talking about the importance of pace, offensive rebounding, 
three-point shots, how uh, the, the, the core three players using utilizing the role players a little bit more finding ways to put them in positions to have impacts on game as well so where it's not just to that core three how'd you feel about the uh that that part from billy donovan so far i mean the man said everything that we actually seen that was an issue like he brought like it's almost like he he was definitely taking notes during the whole season every game he was there every game he wasn't there he was watching and he said every right thing especially the push in the pace thing um, the officer rebounded part. He he really went into the core about that, and um, just like the the sense he got from everything is like 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 we've been saying, like he's been saying, and everybody around them, they don't feel like talent is the issue. They just feel like they just need to fix a couple few things, which is really mainly on the coaching side, which is probably I will agree that's majority of everybody's main concern around this whole team is Billy Donovan and the coaching and the adjustment problems. But like you said, you can say all the good things you want to, but it's all about doing it now. We really want to see if you could put whatever you saying that you've been saying the last few years, you've been pushing this word continuity for the longest. And we not we well, we I guess we got to stop saying I know it hasn't been the results that we want, but it's continuity there. It's still there. But I want that continuity to results in wins. And that was zoning into us going to the playoffs was it becoming a real threat. And like like you said earlier, it's all, we heard it, we heard you said all the good things last time. You said all the good things in the beginning, the end, and opening. It's yeah. all about doing. Yeah, I mean, and one thing that I will say is different, at least about this, uh, as far as Billy Donovan in this press conference was just him talking about needing to, the the role players to empower those. Well, he's never really talked about it. He's always talked sure. very heavily about about the star level players. Um, he was asked about Patrick Williams and and him being a starter. And one thing that he said, and he said this overall with the point guard position too, is that you know he's not saying that P will won't be the starter. And whether it means that you're starting P will, but you're still finding him minutes with the second unit, so he can do more, th- so he can be more creative and he can have more things go through him. That was a big part to me as well because that shows that. You know, and he said that regardless, Pete Bill is going to be an integral part of this team. But it seems like for once, Billy Donovan is understanding. I need to empower. I need to put the ball in this guy's hands and let's see what he's going to do with. And if he does good things with it, all right, we can we can add more things to his game. Did you take that away as well? Yeah, one of the biggest things I did take away from that, and that he's not scared for um, challenging them either. He's yeah. really going to challenge them this year. Like, hey, you're not coming in with a spot like he. To be honest, he showed it last year, but I think he's more putting more of an emphasis on it now. Um, and that's the type of coach I've always wanted. I know everybody – it's some people that just don't like it, like, oh, if you got a spot, you got a spot, bro. At the end of the day, every year, anybody's spot is up. From Zach to DeMar, if, if somebody coming in and they outplay them, they should be the starter or vice versa. Whatever minutes they want to put them, they should go. And um, I love it. But the fact that he noted that – him not going to P Will in more of a detailed way into putting in that confidence and that way of him being allowed to play in certain situations where it's just not catch and shoot. That was uh, great to hear. That was definitely great to hear. And it's, it, it, I don't know. I like, I guess I want to give him credit on self awareness. Um, I think a, a big thing about this press conference compared to the last is self-awareness unless somebody told him about himself <laughs> I mean, no it, it does seem like they really had to sit down and evaluate what 
were the, some of the things that were hurting this team, which you got the, the, throughout everybody who got interviewed today. You really, they really did say pu- push the pace is something that you've heard from everybody who came out there today, which to me shows that that's something that they're having internal discussions about. Three point shooting, something everybody talked about today. Even Demar Derozan talked about three point shooting today. And then another thing, utilizing Nikola Vucevic. Now, BD and AK didn't talk a lot about that, but uh, you know, Demar talked about it. Vooch did talk about it when he was asked specifically if there's anything that they can use from Denver Nuggets into this game. And Vooch was honest and said, hey, I'm not saying that I'm Nikola Jokic, but I can do some things out there and I would love to use my playmaking ability a little bit more. And I do think that's something we're going to do. He also talked about the fact I'm not just going to be standing at the three-point line waiting to take three-point shots. Those are things I needed to hear from Nikola Vooch. We heard it it last year and we saw it. Go ahead. I was about to say, when he said that, I was like, yes, yes. Yeah. It's almost like taking – I mean, he already got the, his career in his own hands. But it's really like I'm putting my I'm, – I'm tired of y'all. I, I I gave you my trust. I let y'all do what y'all wanted to do and put me in the situation you wanted me to do. It didn't work. And it definitely didn't work for me, and I was frustrated about it. So what I'm going to do now, I'm going to play more of my game. I'm not going to be standing at this three-point line, which I feel like they did calm down last year. Um, that first year, it was very – that first few years, it was very heavy. Um, I, They almost turned him into a shooter. I was like, all right, dog, he ain't Chris Stapps now. Yeah, that first year, they turned him into sh- a straight shooter. Bro, he, they played him like a stretch. A um, yeah. And then I, I see someone like uh, Football CF Candy saying every year they talk about pushing the pace. No, this team, no, when they, they did, did push the pace with Lonzo, exactly. A, they didn't say that last year. But last when this year. team did push the pace, we saw the results. And this team is a team that plays better, even with having Nikola Vucevic and DeMar DeRozan in the lineup. When they push the pace, they've been a better team. The, the, the statistics back that up. Um, now, one thing that I did want to talk about. Very, I won't say non-committal, but non-answers from both DeMar and AK about DeMar's contract extensions. Do you think there's anything there? Or do you think they're just not trying to release I mean, anything? he, especially in this situation, I feel like he's always going to be in the trade air. Just like almost like Zach is almost in the trade air, but it, it's more real with DeMar. Bearing his age and just bearing what you could get out of him. It's like. Like to me, coming in this season, he's always been. Um, he, you watch him around the trade deadline because he just—he's the type of player that contenders want. And I don't know if he's that guy that could get us over the hump. And, and but he is that guy that we've seen when they're clicking. Hey, we're pretty good. That's yeah. one thing we games that we're pretty good. So, um, like I said, I think they're in discussions, but maybe both sides are not meeting the needs that they both want. And when it comes to that, but uh. I, I, everybody, I feel like a lot of players in the situation of DeMar go into uh, media day with those thoughts, and it's not a big deal as of yet. That's facts. That's facts. And so, you know, it is what it is. I mean, Giannis um, ain't re- re-signed yet. I mean, the thing is, too, with, with DeMar DeRozan, like, it, it's it's really no rush. He's a veteran. It's not like with rookie uh, where, you know, you when you're on your rookie scale deal, you only have, to, what, January sometime to reach mm-hmm. that extension. They could extend DeMar literally up the last day of the season. So it really bodes well for both teams to see how they play, right, to, to make it performance-based because if, if the Bulls are playing much better, which they expect and want to do this season – um, on top of everything else, like DeMar is probably going to command a little bit more money if they're struggling. I think either way they're going to want DeMar to stay here. I think it's just what that number is going to be is determined by the success that the team's having and how other young players, if they do follow their word and put the ball in other young players' hands and you know try to empower those young players in, in key moments, 
if somebody's starting to show the ability to step up, you never know how that changes the value. Yeah, I'm, that's a good point. And I, that's my my point I was going to go in after that. It's like, if they make that move that everybody wants P-Mill to move, like if he makes that progression that we all see, that could be a key a point of being like, all right, we don't necessarily need DeMar as much. And maybe if we get um, him out of here, he could, we could possibly see the real P-Mill bloom completely. So, um, yeah, it, it all depends. They also talked about Kobe White a lot and how he was able to adapt in a lot of situations. He liked that he was a starter his first few years, and he he came off the bench last year and still found a way to find his niche and even improve all around as a player. So, like, I, they're definitely keeping their eyes on these young players. And also, it's kind of funny to me because you just kind of look back and it just kind of confirmed your thoughts like, yeah, we knew they wasn't going to trade them because they just – they're so invested with the young guys. Like, they yeah. love Io, Kobe, and Pat. That just – Bulls fans, get that in y'all here. They like the dudes that they drafted. Those they guys. So, um, yeah, it's, until they can't no more, they're going to hold on to them. Yeah. And, again, Billy Donovan, very honest with Io, saying that, you know, he thinks it's going to be good for Io to face some adversity this upcoming season. He said that he would like to see Io improve on his uh, his decision-making, finishing around the rim, and shooting, which I think is something we all agree with as well. And he said that, uh, you know, Io was one of the first guys that Kay said this, that, you know, came back to the gym. It was in Chicago almost all summer working out. I mean, he is from Chicago, so it makes sense. But, you know, uh-huh. those type of things. So Io understands, I think, that this is going to be a year where those minutes aren't coming easy for Io. And Billy Donovan basically laid that out as well. Um, and everything seems like, at least coming into this one, is all going to be performance-based, and we got to hope that that's true. Now, one thing, I know we've talked a lot about positive, but I got to talk about, you know, some of the negative with this. AK kind of contradicted himself. Oh, boy. Finished last season by saying he's ready to go to ownership to pay the luxury tax. When he was asked the luxury tax question today, the exact quote was, we have to make sh- we have to confirm that these guys are the group f- to have consistent success. And once they make sure that they have the group, that's when they'll go into the luxury tax. So AK even casting some doubt on saying on basically saying, hey, we like our guys, but we got to make sure this is the, the core that's worth going into the luxury tax. As a Bulls fan, I can't be mad at that to a degree. I still think when you have Lonzo Ball and his contract's going away, you should be using that disabled player exception luxury tax, be damned. But it seems like he just wants to make sure that they're going to make that step up as a team before he can before he uh, attaches more assets and locks himself into this core a little bit more. What do you think? I mean, part of me wants to agree with that part, but it's like, well, you just see a lot of other teams that's in way higher predicament. And he even we, somebody even asked this question. It was like, bro, like when we see other people that's constantly improving, they finish way better than you. Like it's almost like, okay, what are you sitting here waiting for? Like, how long are you gonna sit here and wait this out? And we're kind of seeing like it's it's a difference between seeing the team that's just like going, going. It's a little setback, but they still going. Yeah. It almost feels like this team hit a wall and we're just stagnant and we're not moving. And it's like, like it's almost like we 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 dealing with a, a used car at this point. We're, we're repairing it or we're trying to get it to crank so we can start moving. And this is the cranking period. And it's like, dog, I don't know if I'm I'm in the mood to deal to see if y'all like at this point. Some like it's a lot of ownerships and GMs that be like, be damn with anything. 
this team ain't it. So I'm going to use the luxury tax regardless. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if if they become this group. Uh, cool. But I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure this group is for sure that group. And I don't think with that answer, it just feels like you're leaving it up to chance a little bit too much for me. I feel that. I feel like, that. I think, and it's just me, I think just around the league, and it, it might be different. I, I got to really pay attention to it over the past few years. I just feel like a lot of organizations would were were, were die on their own sword saying we did too much, and then, okay, we'll repair after it versus, okay, we did maybe enough, and let's see if they figure it out. Like, it, it's very, like, it's just different. It, it depends. Like, it's, of course, it, de- it depends on every um other situation and other organization. But um, I just feel like he just not showing the aggression that I want as a GM. I mean, I, listen, I can't knock it. Like I, I've said before too. Like I try to be a little bit more patient. But I've said like the way I like the team that he initially built. It was working to. It was working yeah. to the degree that it was working to. His the inability to pivot off that once things changed and we knew Lonzo wasn't going to be back. I, I haven't really liked how they've pivoted, but, and Vooch said that as well. Vooch to one of his comments said that a lot last season to start the season, the guys on the team were saying, okay, well let's wait till Lonzo gets back. And it's, and now that it seems like nobody on this team is, is with that mindset. They brought in Javon Carter. Everybody was asked and talked about the point guard battle. seems like they're really confident in, a lot of the guys that are going to be in that point guard battle, but do you think that 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 mindset? We've talked about the owner, the the front office having that mindset of waiting until Lonzo gets back. But what did it do for you to hear that the guys on the team kind of also were waiting for that pick me up of Lonzo that never came in the middle of the season? I mean, we saw it. Like it, it's it's one thing to hear it, and it's another thing to see it. Mm-hmm. it it's like even with thing, it was like you know. Like even like I don't know if you paid attention to a lot of like I'm a big post game press conference guy, so I listen to a lot of post game and they'd just be like, you know, we just a couple things away. And I feel like it's like when they saying that it was just like, bro, we just miss Alonzo. Yeah. Like and I'm just like <laughs> just read between the lines. And I think I mean I don't I don't fault them for feeling that way because it was true. When he was there, it was click. They got it. But um in this league, you, you the fact that we went a whole calendar year and a whole calendar season, we were still waiting for this man, and it's still and – and the reason I was laughing while he was saying that is because that quote popped in my head. Because didn't he say that, like, at the end of the season, the end season? Uh, he said that, and it yeah. popped in my head when, once I got that text because I wasn't initially watching the, the thing. I, I drifted off to watch the Bears. And then you said, why is Lonzo here? You said Jersey and all. And I was like, these motherfuckers are still waiting. <laughs> Bro, like, Lonzo being here at this press conference was one of the more surprising things, only because they already announced he's not coming back this season. Now, he did say he's had no setbacks in a year. Uh, he's on pace. He's about halfway through his rehab and recovery now. Um, and he also said that he he's not sure how he's going to have to change his game. He's going to wait to get he gets back on the court. But like seeing Lonzo out there, seeing him come out, talk, because last year this time we didn't really see Lonzo. In the little bit of clips that we got, he really did look depressed, sad, down. Seems like his energy is better. I'm sure being on that on that path, going through rehab, not suffering any setbacks in a while helps as well. Uh, how do you feel about the Lonzo part of that press conference? Um, I, I 100% agree. Like, that's the one thing I've been paying attention with Zoe mainly is I've just been worried about Zoe the man. 
because yeah. this is like when he's I, I know a lot he he said this a lot he's been saying this is a big surgery and i don't even think people realize how big of a surgery it really was like yeah. like this is a i want to walk my kid to school surgery bro like there's a surgery for 60 year olds like that's why i'm like this is this is this is not a uh this is a killer for a lot of uh athletes yeah. and for the future to seem so bleak and it's still bleak and for him to have experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Have that I gotta say confidence that he he's hundred percent like I'm, by the time this year I'm gonna be in his jersey talking to y'all ready to come back fully healthy. Now I don't know what that holds, but I'm ready for anything that comes my way. And I was like, I mean, it's commendable. It's very commendable. It's nice to hear. But as a Bulls basketball, like I'm thinking of the basketball frame, I'm still not thinking he's gonna be a bull on the court. Like I, I just I I don't know, dog. I don't know. I mean, like, he's been very adamant and consistent with saying he does plan on playing again, and and I, I he should make an attempt to play again. Like this is his passion. This is what he's twenty five years old. This is what his whole life being twenty five is built up to. So I, I'm glad to see that he's he's very adamant about making a return. But I, I think that reality is going to set in. Like it, it it set in of how difficult it's going to be. And not to say that he doesn't understand it's going to be difficult, but he he'd be the first basketball player coming back from this surgery. It's going to be a long test and road ahead of him. And he will be like when Sean Livingston came back. Yeah, and and yeah, and and Sean Livingston had to be a completely different player when he came back. So we'll see yeah. what that ends up being. Um, Nikola Vucevic talked about resigning with the Chicago Bulls, and and he kept using this phrase. He used it about three times throughout this, and it stuck out to me. He said that he felt like there was work left undone. Now he also said in this. He's not sure if they'll be able to achieve it, which it's like, come on, man. Just, just stick on it. No, he did not say that. Undone. Hey, that's why Vooch is my fair player. That's why I got Vooch. He is blunt. Bro, you know I grew up in Europe. I, you, one thing about Europeans, especially Eastern Europeans, they don't know how not to be blunt, bro. <laughs> They don't bro, know how so not to blood. be blunt, bro. I had, a, but when I lived in Germany, one of my best friends who was a native German, he was like, I, well, he asked what I wanted to eat one day. I was over his friends. He was like, I'm just going to tell you, we don't f- know how to fry chicken. And he did not, he didn't, he didn't mean it even offensively. Like the way that he said it was just like, hey, bro, like I know I want to get you this for you, but we don't know how to do this shit. Like they just, they're just hey, blunt, hey, bro. Like, yeah. I, I love people like that. Like for real, like honestly, like, I don't, who who else like and I think I think honestly that's just a worldly thing. Like I think people outside the United States just kind of more blunt. Like yeah. even because I when he said I instantly thought about Joel Embiid, I was like, I kind of 
He's like, I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know if I'm going to win a championship yet. And I'm like, yeah, it's a fair statement to say, especially with the situation he's going in. So, yeah, like, but besides that, like, um, the work undone part, yeah, you left – this whole scheme left a, a piece of work for you that you haven't even seen yet. Yeah. And maybe exactly. you seen uh, you see crumbles of it. You seen crumbles of it with Lonzo was here because he's the only person, and I think that was one of the big things that um somebody asked him a question about like um Axo, how did he feel about like um being around the team more and um now that we know it's an open competition with guards, how he will like give his own insight with things. He's like, I'm an open book with everything, but I think what the difference between uh Demar, Vooch, and everybody, they need to realize that they're completely different players. Yeah. And the way you got to feed them, you got to understand where they want it, how they want it, and when is the right time to give it to them. I yeah. think the biggest key thing that's going on with Vooch right now is we don't understand when the right time to feed them. And I'm, when I mean feed them, I mean feed them down low in the post where he could. Once he do that, he going to do all the other Vooch stuff that y'all like and love. Yeah. But and, he and, just – go ahead. And I love that Vooch specifically talked about post and drive. I think sometimes so often we, when a player can score in the post, we think of these back to the basket. I'm, I'm going to dip my shoulder three times, pivot, and hit, hit you with a hook shot. Vooch is more successful on post and drives. And I love that he – like, Vooch is a very aware person. And I really hope that this year Billy Donovan listens to his player when they're telling you how you like how they like to be used. I always say this with my kids, right? Kids will tell you how they need to be parented, not directly saying, hey, dad, you do this. But if you pay attention to them, every kid needs to be parented differently. You can't come in with cookie cutter coaching either. Players will tell you how they need to be coached and utilized. It's up to you then as a coach to build into your system and scheme times where you can do that. Can you run post dives for Vooch every single play? No, and you shouldn't. But you need to work that more into your offense to where you're using players to what they can do. I always say when it comes to Vooch, you got to let him do his move. Yeah. Whenever he do his move, you give him a ball. As soon as he put his back and put his hand out, give him a ball. If he, and he's going to make a – and one thing is people don't give him a lot of credit. He's a great decision maker. He knows when he's going to be going to make a move and attack or when it's probably not going to work, I'm going to pass this out. All he does, he put his weight on him, fill him, fill him out, see what he's going to do, and then he makes his move. And then if it's not there, he passes it out. I don't understand why we – there are so many times, especially this season, where he's been down there just yelling, ball, 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 and we just don't give it to him. And then you just see him like – and as the season came on, they went from that to a bad miss, him dropping his head, they were slowly running back on the thing, and then he get, uh, uh, he give his uh, frustration foul out, and then he get his tech. Facts. And all that could have been avoided if you had somebody there to realize, which is usually the point guard, but, hey, you got a coach. Your coach, you got to understand that, too. Before uh, before it was players that understood that, understood that it was coaches, they understood the moments. And Billy just doesn't pick up on it, but he said, I'm listening to him now, so hopefully he just picks up when he needs it. Yeah, facts. I want to get into a little bit with Javon Carter. One thing that I bolded, uh, I would have highlighted three times if I didn't take my notes digitally. He says that he will be the vocal leader for the team. Yeah, yeah. Ain't too he many adamantly said that. He didn't shut. He said, oh, no. No, I'm going to be vocal. I'm going to talk. And so 
we know and understand how important that one th- one of the best things that Zoe brought to this team, and I always talk about it and explain it. I may over explain it, but sorry, stick with me. Um, Zoe was such an amazing communicator on the court, right? Zoe isn't a, a guy who talks a lot off the court, but on the court, he was such an amazing communicator that the way that he talked on the defensive side of the ball and told players what they needed, where they needed to be and what the opposing offense was trying to do, it made Zach Levine playing on the court with Lonzo Ball had a defensive rating average of 107. This is a guy whose career average is 111. That's the importance of having a communicator at the point guard position that's also a defensive dog. I'm not saying that Javon Carter is going to replicate that one for one, but if Javon Carter is going to be somebody who's going to tell guys what to do and where they need to be, we know that we need – I love Zach Levine. But Zach Levine sometimes with basketball IQ is fucking remedial. You need somebody out there like a Javon Carter that's going to communicate. And one of the things I like comparing uh, defense uh, mindset and just defense overall period to, uh, to Lonzo is KG. And why mm-hmm. I feel like why that Boston team that won that championship, what was it, 08? Uh, yeah, that won the championship. That was one of the best uh, defenses. And wasn't had nothing to do with skill their defensive skill necessarily is because how great of a communicator it is he um they were and the leader of that defense was kg and the main reason is because everybody watched those training camp videos when they like low 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 i'm right you i'm in the left i'm on the right hey watch that screen all that shit normally stops from everybody but a couple players in the league that does that on every team lonzo was that guy I can, like, off the TV, I can hear Zoe. Hey, Crusoe, watch. And as soon as he turned around, stole the ball. Yep. Just simple stuff like that. Once Zoe left, it was a – you. all you heard was their shoes. <laughs> Honestly. You did, and you didn't hear anything again. Until, well, sometimes with Javante, sometimes with Caruso, but then we didn't hear it, it was Caruso Pat and Bev then Pat. To the team. Yeah. yeah. And so, and so, you you need that. You need that for sure. Another thing that J- that Javon Carter. This is why I'm gonna. I'm sure Javon Carter is gonna be one of my favorite Bulls this season. He he was asked, "What's something that you saw from this team that that you, that you want to see them improve on or that hurt the team last year?" And he said, "Their reluctance to shoot the ball." And I love that. He saw him four times, bro. I love that. <laughs> I hey. love that. Because it's facts. Like, how many times, like, especially late in the season, once Zach Levine did start coming on, there were times where Zach was cooking and then defenses adjusted and Zach just needed somebody else to hit a shot and nobody else could. Nope. Or wanted to. Yeah. (laughs) That's the one thing is the want to. And it it was all a confidence issue at that point because it was shot because – I don't know. It was just – especially towards the end of the year, uh, it was just like you had that one night where we was hot and then we wasn't. And nobody else could get it. If, if somebody had it, nobody could help. And it was multiple games like that. And he's definitely that type of dude that's gonna come in any day. Yeah. And when it's a slump, even if he ha- even if Jovan has a bad half, like I feel like he could break it. Like I made this shot. Let's go, y'all. Let's go. Hey, you need to get some shots up like that. And that's the main thing that him being at the guard position, he's gonna be at the time like he gonna realize now the fact that he realized that. They were reluctant to shoot. He's gonna be in them uh, like, hey, bro, Kobe, shoot. <laughs> and that and that shows why like the crunch time defense against the Chicago Bulls was so easy. If like if Javon Carter realizes, hey, this team is reluctant to shoot the ball, you think every other defensive player in the league hasn't realized that? So that's that that's the things where the Bulls can 
improve by just having players that are willing to step up. And that is why bringing in Javon Carter, bringing in Torrey Craig, these are players that, listen, if they're open, they're not going to hesitate to shoot. They can. Torrey Craig can miss four three-pointers in a row. Guess what? That fifth one where he's open, he's going to take it confidently. He going to shoot it. Yeah. Shooter's going to shoot. And that's the funny, like, bro, (sighs) it's almost like he's going to be another Pat Beverly effect. Just come in and tell people what they got to do. Just do it. Like y'all don't y'all shouldn't have to be out here thinking. Just play ball. Like there's no reason like you should come out here pump pump faking. Um like even there there is multiple times where we have good ball rotation. Move the ball and they get to the last one, they just be like, oh, I ain't gonna pass. I ain't gonna shoot it. And then just mess up everything. You can't run another play after that. That was the play. And yeah. that just mess up everything. You get a bad shot after that. And once you get a bad shot, it's a long rebound and then and everything goes. Now you're down by 12. <laughs> Over just sometimes we got we lost games just because our reluctance to shoot. And it have yeah, it was some mistakes, but sometimes the mistake was we just didn't shoot at the right moment. Mm. And I don't have no – I have all the comfort in the world when he get this ball and it's just a little piece of it, uh, of light, he's shooting it. He ain't going to think about it. And uh, and the craziest thing that this this is coming for somebody that was coming off the bench on the Bucks. So, like, you already know Drew Holiday knew that. Yeah. Marcus Smart know that. Jaron Jackson know that. So, like, it's getting to the point, like, basically you just say y'all are predictable. I'm a backup point guard. I know y'all predictable. Hell, in, in so many worlds, Pat Javelin said the same thing. Zach, why you ain't shooting? <laughs> Don't pass. Shoot. Don't and pass. Shoot. Zach said that too. He talked about. Uh, well, I know we haven't touched much on Demar Derozan and Zach Levine and what they uh, said in their part because it, it's kind of the same thing they said last year outside of the Nashville thing. But like Zach talked about this, the importance of this offense creating more threes. Demar Derozan talked about the fact that hey, just because I've never consciously focused on shooting threes, I know that I can. We need all of that this year. We're going to need all of that. Like the Bulls averaged twenty eight three pointers per game last season. Javon Carter and Torrey Craig at their career averages would bring us up to close to 35, which would put us at 11th in the league. We need all of that. Every single one. Just, bro, that corner, we could hit a damn corner three. Yeah. I, every time, it, 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 it reminded me that part, like, that that game, like, Patrick missed, like, five threes in a row. Like, it was just like, dog, we can't buy a bucket. Why we can't buy a shot? And that's when, I mean, like I said, I credit to HK for finding somebody that's also can play defense, a dog and can shoot on Fact. both sides, on, on both of them. Shout out to Austin says, what up, y'all? Billy and AK really focused on using spacing and speed of play to change the shot profile. In y'all opinion, should this be the primary focus? Yes. And getting mm-hmm. more offensive. They said the things that, that my, if I had a, a, a bullet point list of things I needed the Bulls change, AK and Billy Donovan honestly touched on all of it. More threes, pushing the pace, offensive rebounding. That's the those are the things that I want to see the Bulls do the most this season because I think with that, that's going to com- that that just those three things will completely change the dynamic uh, of the Chicago Bulls bro, offense. Just pushing the pace would have won us ten more games. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, like even, even struggling should the fact that we was predictable and slow. That's. That's, that's you can't be predictable and slow. Like that's a hell of a way to put it. They're gonna like they're gonna bro. The the, the the worst defense is gonna pick that apart. 
They're mm-hmm. the best athletes in the world. And if you're going to be predictable and slow and you can't shoot like your favorite quote is, pick a struggle. Pick a struggle. Pick a struggle. Pick a um, struggle, dog. For sure. Now, Kobe White, you said that uh, you touched on that. He said he talked about being an up and down player for the most part of his career. He said, I've got I've gotten the reputation. And he said, honestly, I have been up and down. And he's he's really focused on being more consistent. He said he's being more consistent in not only his approach to the game, but the way that he can impact the game. He says that as a point guard, he understands that he needs to command the ball, run the show and understand where players like to have the ball at and being more vocal. These are all things, again, valid checklist of things Kobe needs to improve on. A plus. That's an A plus there. Um, it's just is he gonna is he gonna put in that work to actually do it on the basketball court? Um, I know we got we gotta go over and do this Bears press conference, but uh Steve O, overall, any any other thoughts or anything specific you want to bring for the press conference? If not, just like how do you feel? I know you've been one of the more pessimistic Bulls fans this offseason. This press conference do anything for you? Um yeah, it it showed me that okay, the sense of the organization they understand what the issue is. Now, it's about doing it, and I'm mainly gonna be looking like at this point, I can't too much. I mean, I can, but if we talking about on on court product with what we got. Yeah, what we got, there is no reason why we should be a forty win team, talent wise. There is no reason. Now, if we get there, I know it wasn't AK. Facts. It was Billy and them and the players. Simple as that. That's what this this year's press conference told me. Yeah, and and I mean, uh, AK was asked about you know, are they going to be looking to make moves at the de- trade deadline? And he basically said, "Hey, we're, we're, I'm not going to talk about anything specific, but we're always open." And so that's what you have to be as as a as a general manager, especially when you have a team that has underperformed. You got you got to always be willing to listen to deals, evaluate the team every day, every single day, and, and allow that to be what it's going to be. And overall, I just look at it and say this. All right, you said all the right things. Now you got to go out and show us. Because if you 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 can be aware of what needs to change all day long. And now, like I said, that's not just from a Billy Donovan standpoint. The players said the same thing, right? And if you can't go out there and execute it as a player or as a coach, that, that tells me you just don't have the desire to. And at that point, something's going to go. change. Yeah. Write the vision, make it plain. Yeah. So uh, overall, too, uh, you know, like I said, they were asked about the, the point guard. When you look at it, who do you think uh, – did this do anything to change who you think is going to be the starting point guard this year? Or what, what do you I, think? I honestly think it's going to be between Kobe and uh, Jamal. Yeah. That's really what it is. And I'm I'm kind of leaning the way – the way – if I had to make a prediction early, the way he, uh, Billy was talking, uh, Kobe might be the guy. Yeah, and that's the thing I will say, too. You know, I've been all offseason. I think Javon Carter is going to be the starter. I think Javon Carter is going to be the starter. And Billy Donovan, I think, in the way that he talked about Kobe and the work, left that door a little bit open. But I will say this as well. Billy Donovan did say we may have a starter coming off the bench just because of the way that it balances stuff out. So he left himself open to that one. But I think that... Uh, I think that overall, like we're going into training camp, is going to be that open battle, and hopefully this team finally sets that identity that they said that they were trying to set at the start of last training camp. So let's hope that that's the case. Well, identity is that <laughs> struggle. That's been the identity of all Chicago sports teams. Depression, right now. struggle. 
Uh, Cubs fans, White Sox fans, Bears fans, Sky fans, Bulls fans, Blackhawks fans. Uh, it's going to be a rough season, but at least they're they're looking up. But it's still it's it's a lot of struggle going bro, on. They, I, bro, I, I want to say that, but the way we've been dealing with Justin Fields, we like, is he going to be a fuck up too? <laughs> like they are, like. Jesus, I mean, like we, I, I don't want to go. I already got to do this <laughs> press conference. Bro. Yeah, absolutely. Well, all right, brother man. Uh, y'all can follow Steve at Steve Speaks on everything. Make sure y'all follow and support him. You can follow the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. Bull Central Pod at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voice, damn, I haven't done this in so long. I'm out of practice. Leave a voicemail and our text message at 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything. You need to add another one. Tell the chat need to tell you stay off. Tell them to stay off Twitter. Tell them to stay off. It's not gonna happen, bro. And then look, Kevin came in here, and I know it was Kev because Kev always touching shit, and it changed the colors of all. All he probably thought he was in, but Kev be fucking up. I love Kev to death, (laughs) but Kev know he old, bro. Like Kev be fucking up, bro. Uh, But I see he's the go to old man, bro. bro. Kev be tripping, man. I'll see you, lovely and beautiful people. Uh, Hey, we'll be live on Sunday for a game. We got another game to talk about. With uh, Thursday. It's Thursday? Yeah, it's Thursday. It's a short week. Oh, no, I'm talking not for Bears. We're on Bulls, Um, Bulls game Sunday. What? Yeah, we play play Sunday. Who? Don't we? Yeah. I don't know. I ain't going to lie. As y'all know, I ain't been looking forward to it to this damn season. Yeah, we play we play against the Bucks on the eighth, man. We get to oh, ain't that bad a bitch. Yeah. yeah oh my go. god! <laughs> we'll, the see, damn shit. we'll see you guys on Sunday, y'all. Peace. Damn. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.